Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. Gitin Nun Gimel, Gitin 53a, pagination is 105, starting on the facing page, five lines from the bottom. Hametame vahamadameya vahamanasech bishogeg potter. A person who makes his friend's Teruma tame, or mixes in Teruma into Chulin of his friend, or pours the wine of his friend for Avodazara, all of this done bishogeg, by mistake. He did not realize what he was doing, didn't realize the ramification of his actions. Did it by mistake, Potter, he's going to be Potter. This is the case called Hezek She'eno Nikr, a damage that is not noticed, it's not visible, he didn't burn it, he didn't chop it, he didn't damage it, but he did something which halachically makes it impossible to be used in the normal way at the normal value. If Truma becomes Tame, so it can no longer be used. If chulin, regular food, has teruma mixed into it, so then it can only be eaten by a kohen, and therefore it's going to be sold at a lesser price than if it would have been regular chulin on the open market. And likewise, once the wine is poured for avodazara, even though it looks like the same wine, there's nothing noticeable about it, but halachically, its status has changed. The Mishnah tells us, Potter, the person who did this by mistake, is not going to have to pay. We have to discuss why. Is that biblical, rabbinic? How does that work? But bemezid chayiv, if he did it purposely, he would be chayiv obligated to pay for his damage. And again, biblical, rabbinic, how does that work? Just as an aside, this topic of Hezek She'en Onikr is a sophisticated one. We're dealing with all kinds of cases, in a general sense, where something was damaged, but that's not the real damage. For example something a little bit closer to home. A person has an IOU from someone, and that's his proof that the person owes him money. If someone else comes and damages that IOU, burns it, rips it, what is the value that he damaged the person? The other person still owes him the money. It's just that now he's lacking a proof in order to extract the money. How do we view all of these different types of cases where it's not the conventional breaking a window, I know what damage was done, stealing a hundred dollars, I know what damage was done. Over here, the actual thing that was damaged is not clearly different than it was before. Hezek she'ena nikr, damage that is not discernible, 
is one of the topics that historically Talmudic critics tried to use to discredit the Jewish people, and they mistranslated Hezek She'eno Nikar. They translated it as, if we could do damage and you won't notice, then it's potter. And that's not correct. A person would have an obligation to pay for the damage he does, even if there are no witnesses and no videotapes, etc. He's still obligated to pay for the damage that he did. What's unique over here is the damage is not visible, it's not tangible, it's a result, but it's not a direct damage. What is the obligation in such a case? And the Gemara on today's daf approaches it from two different angles. Let's take a look at the Gemara, Nun Gimel Ahmed Aleph, midway on the page, midway on the line. Omar Chizkia, Chizkia said, this is the first approach. Devar Torah, biblically, Echad Shogig Ve'echad Mezid Chayev. Whether you do it by mistake, whether you do it purposely, Hezek She'ena Nikar is obligated to be paid. My time, why? Hezek She'ena Nikar Shmei Hezek. Chizkia holds that a damage that is not discernible by the human eye is still considered a damage, so that even though there's nothing different about the wine that was poured for Avodah you cannot tell the difference. But if halachically, intellectually, we know something's changed, that's considered a damage. Umatam omru b'shogeg pater. So why indeed is, by mistake, going to be pater? That's a takana drabonan in order that he should let us know. Person did it by mistake. He's going to hide his wrongdoing. He's not going to tell us if you're going to obligate him to pay. Perhaps he'll let other people use it by mistake in their own way. We want him to let us know so that the correct halacha could play itself out. And therefore we absolve him if he did it by mistake. Ihachi. If it's true that we made a takana derabanan to absolve him in order that he should notify us, so even if he did it on purpose, we should have a takana derabanan that he shouldn't have to pay in order that he should notify us. And the Gemara very cleverly answers, If he did it purposely, he was doing it to do damage. In the classic case, he was doing it to do damage. Certainly, he's going to notify us, because that's the whole point, to cause the damage. Now, of course, a person might do things bemazed without intending to do damage, but that's the classic case where a person does hezek she'eno nikar, and he's certainly going to let us know and therefore, we don't have to make a takana for him to ensure that he'll let us know. Rabbi Yochanan, Omar, Rabbi Yochanan says, let's approach this from the exact opposite direction. Both by mistake and on purpose, is potter. My time, why? Because fundamentally, 
Hezek She'en Nikr is not called a Hezek. In this world, we have to deal with things that we can see. And after that, it's the spiritual realm. And the spiritual realm might very well not be enforceable, Choshen Mishpat-wise, in a court. And this is an example of something that's not enforceable, Rabbi Echenon says. So why indeed is someone purposely doing it going to be chayev? In other words, Bishogeg, I understand very easy. Bishogeg, that's the rule. You're potter. But Bimezid, you're telling me chayev, that needs explanation. Because the rabbis didn't want that a person should in fact be able to use this loophole to damage somebody. Ve'omer, paterani, and they'll say, I'm potter, I don't have to pay. So therefore they made a legislation that if the person is doing it purposely, he's going to have to pay. It's a rabbinic legislation. But if it's shogeg, if it's by mistake, then the person is potter because that's ikr didina, the basic halacha. In Shulchan Aruch Hoshen Mishpat Shin Pei Hei Seif Aleph, we find Hamazik es Chaveru Hezek She'eno Nikar. If a person did damage to his fellow in a way that's not discernible, again we understand what this case is. It's not that there were no witnesses. No witnesses. He's still chayiv to pay. It's talking a certain unique type of damage that's not discernible on the human level. Kigon. For example, the Mechaba gives, he mixed Yayin Nesach, somebody made Yayin Nesach by an Avodah and this man took some Yayin Nesach and poured it into the wine of his fellow. Minatora hu potter. Biblically, you're potter. You mixed the wine in, agreed, halachically, you won't be able to drink the wine anymore, because it's mixed with Yayin Nesach, but in a human discernible way, the wine is still here. Undamaged, in theory at least. But the rabbis made a legislation to obligate full payment for such a damage, like any other type of damage that's done, but they're only going to give him the knas if it was done purposely, if it was done b'shogeg, somehow the two things got mixed, but it was unintentional, then he would not be chayiv. Yeshe thank you for joining.